0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy G.D. In this episode, I'll be giving you all the postseason news, all that's happened in the NBA, as well as some WNBA news as well. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay guys, so it's your boy GD back with the All Things Basketball Podcast. Yeah, so I took a little hiatus there. was short because of everything that's going on in the NBA, including the draft. I'll give you that in a separate episode. But there's a lot of news to cover here. More than I thought would take place. But nonetheless... I got all the news items here, so we'll talk about it. So we'll call this NBA postseason news thus far, something like that. So anyhow, so let us get into it. So we know the finals ended. Then, of course, the decision to be made as far as the Ja Morant suspension. And as promised, Adam Silver waited until the finals was over and he made his announcement. I thought it would be after the draft, but didn't seem to matter because it didn't take too much from the draft. So, pretty much immediately after the finals, he announced that John Morant would get a 25-game suspension without pay, of course. So, this is what Adam Silver had to say in that regard. John Morant's decision to once again wield a firearm on social media is alarming and disconcerting given the similar conduct in march for which he was already suspended 8 games the potential for other young people to emulate jaws conduct is particularly concerning under the circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. So, that is Adam Silver's statement in this regard concerning the suspension. Then, there's an interview with Memphis Grizzlies GM Zach Kleiman, and this is what he said. Basically, Zach Kleinman's is saying it was an appropriate punishment and that he doesn't care about the words that come out in terms of Ja Moran and what he'll say. He wants to see action. He says there's no more room for steps back. Jaw has an opportunity to come back from this, and everyone wants him to be successful. So basically, the GM he wants to see action behind the words that Jaw says. And speaking of those words. His jaw statement. I've had time to reflect and realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, the Grizzlies, my teammates in the city of Memphis. To Adam Silva, Zach Kleiman, who I just spoke about, and Robert Pira, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I'm sorry for the harm I've done. To the kids who look up to me. I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representation of our brands. And to all my fans, I'm going to make it up to you, I promise. I'm spending the off season in my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down, and I'm so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. So, that is Jaw's statement, and we know with the previous suspension, he issued a similar type statement i'm with zach climbing on this words don't mean a thing it's what you do it's your action behind the words Jah, you have an opportunity now get yourself right i'm not even gonna go to you know his circle and all that that's up to him to decide who to cut off or who to keep around so forth Basically, he knows what he has to do. He knows what's on the line right now. This is his second blown opportunity, so to speak. So, he has an opportunity now to rectify and correct previous behavior. So, will he do it? (laughs) I think he has to, guys. I think he has to because everything is on the line right now. I think a three strikes would definitely be absolutely crushing if that were to happen. Do I think it'll happen? I I think at this point, it has to sink in that he is this close to losing it all. So, again, I'm rooting for the kid. I really am. You don't want to see a kid like this with immense talent throw it all away just recklessly. So, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to hope for the best. And we'll see what he does, guys. But it's going to cost him money, guys. In terms of salary, they're saying somewhere in the neighborhood of 7.6, 7.7 million that he'll lose in salary, and then not to mention the bonuses that he would have got if he was named All NBA or named to the All Star team. This now puts him out of contention the most games he can do guys for this season is 57 and now with the new criteria he would fall short of that so he would be unable to be named to postseason awards and all those other things so definitely this cost him big time money did lose sponsorships i believe nike is still hanging on by a thread in terms of being in partnership with him so we'll see what happens guys this is a lesson to all the young athletes out there. Across the sports platform, that behavior like this comes with consequences. So, let us see what the young man does from here. So, uh, again, I hope for the best. We'll see what happens. So, with that bit of news, let's move on. And let's talk about trades, guys. One of the trades involved his team. Christoph Porzing is going to Boston. In a multi-team deal, Washington gets former Memphis Grizzlies backup, Tyus Jones. They also get Boston's Danilo Gallinari, as well as Mike Muscala. And they also get a second round pick that goes to the Washington Wizards. And going to Memphis is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, who was not part of the original deal. The original deal actually involved the the Los Angeles Clippers. They were to get Malcolm Brogdon. He was going there, and then I believe the Wizards were to get Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and some draft picks. But, the Clippers got scared off because of Malcolm Brogdon and his injury history. Well, his latest one being his elbow. So, that scared them off. And, you know something? probably best for the clippers that they didn't get involved in that because i tell you what guys it was a miracle for malcolm brogdon to make it through the season with his injury history is usually a hamstring that keeps him out for a while and a whole bunch of other ailments the fact that he played 67 games last season uh really says something well they were able to load manage him so to speak but you know how that goes in the nba So they pulled out of the deal. Boston nervous about losing out on getting a chance at Porzingis. They now include fan favorite and team leader Marcus Smart going to Memphis. Which I think is a coup for Memphis. Because you have John Morant, who I just spoke about, being out 25 games. You're going to need that point guard help. And Marcus Smart gives you that and most importantly he's a guy who leads which you definitely need over there with Memphis that's for sure so I thought it was a brilliant pickup they do lose a valuable backup point guard and Tyus Jones who I think Washington been searching for a point guard for a while now I think Tyus Jones will be their man going forward so I love the move for the Wizards in that regard So, now in Boston, you have a big three of Porzingis, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown for the moment. So, right now, your point guard will probably have to be Derek White, which he's able to play. He's done it in San Antonio, and then once they got DeJounte Murray, he moved off the ball to the off-guard position, but he can play on the ball as well. So, how will he do full-time as the point guard? We'll see. But he's able to play it. But you're going to lose that leadership in the locker room. That's for sure. And then it asks us the question, who's the leader in the locker room? Maybe it's Al Horford. That's the caveat to making such a deal. So, But hey, listen. You don't get a chance at a poor Zingus every day. He had a bounce back season last season. He was able to pretty much get through the season unscathed. You bring him in. You give them the extension, so now you have a big three over there. Will they stay with that big three? I imagine so, unless something happens where Jalen Brown would be the guy on the move. But right now, I don't see that coming to fruition. Boston got better. There's, There's no two ways about it. So we'll see what happens for them for the season. Do I think they're done? Probably not. Still decisions to be made on Grant Williams in that regard, so you have a solid big man rotation of Porzingis now, Horford, and Robert Williams the third, which that's a strong, strong set of bigs there, so Boston did improve, make no mistake about it, so Wizards again gets point guard they've been looking for, we'll see if Gallinari's healthy, if he is, he can help that team, that's for sure, so... And we know Washington wasn't done in that regard. I'll talk about them more in a minute. But again, Memphis gets leadership. They get toughness and Marcus Smart. And I think that could bode well for a John Morant when he comes back. So having a guy like Marcus Smart in there who you could actually play them both together if you wanted to. Memphis, you know, I think they didn't hurt themselves with this. That's for sure. So we'll see how things look down the road. So that's one deal. Then you have Bradley Beal, who had the no trade clause with Washington. So he could pick wherever he wanted to go. And he's on the move to Phoenix. He goes to Phoenix. Phoenix gets Bradley Beal. They give up Chris Paul, future Hall of Fame point guard. They also get shooting guard Landry Shamet, Numerous second round picks and pick swaps. You think about the price, it was a very cheap price, guys, to get a Bradley Beal. You didn't even have to give up a first rounder to get him. So, which, you know, if it we were the Knicks, they would have to give up 20 first rounders, but that's a story for another day. But hey, listen, Kevin Durant now, he's part of yet another Big Three with him, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker. So, this is experiment number number four, actually. Well,. Five even if you want think about it for Kevin Durant he's had success with I say one and a half of those in Golden State he had the success there he had a modicum of success in OKC with him Russell Westbrook and Harden but Harden wasn't the player that he was to become later but you know that team got to a finals hey all eyes are on Kevin Durant right now It seems he can't play without having a superstar next to him or at least one or two. So I think a lot of eyes will be on Kevin Durant come this next season. And then it begs the question now. You have Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, both shooting guards. But they're saying now that Devin Booker is going to move to the point guard position, which he did in the playoffs for the four games that Chris Paul went down in those games. 9 assists, 12 assists, 4 assists, 8 assists. But the only question with that is, can he be able to man the point guard position full time? And I talked about this with my boy D, of course. And I hark back to Michael Jordan. At one time with the Bulls, it was late in the season where their point guard went down, I want to say... B.J. Armstrong went down and where Jordan had to man the point guard. And he did well. He averaged pretty close to a triple-double, to be honest with you. He had a few of them during that stretch. But Phil Jackson realized having Michael Jordan play the point guard position is taxing. So let me not have him do that. So I say all that to say Devin Booker, for him to play the point guard position full-time may take a lot. He's going to have to sacrifice shots. I don't know. This is a roll of the dice, guys. And then, once again, you have no debt right now. You're going to have to pick up players on the cheap because you're going to be top-heavy. Right now, they're saying they're not thinking of dealing DeAndre Ayton. So, you know, you got four guys making a huge chunk of the money over there. So... I understand, I get it, you got a strong three to four guys, but as we saw in these playoffs, you need depth. You need depth to get in the brass ring, so to speak. So, we'll see what happens there. On its face, Washington didn't get a lot in return until this happened, which is my next story. Chris Paul going to Golden State. Washington getting Jordan Poole a 2027 second round pick and a 2030 first round pick that's top 20 protected all that going to washington for chris paul who is a 38 year old point guard who had injury issues last season and including the postseason as well with this move here you can clearly tell gm bob myers is no longer in the building Right now, you have new GM Mike Dunleavy Jr., and with him at the helm, this is his first significant deal. Doesn't look all that good, guys. Now, you have a Chris Paul, you have a Steph Curry, you have Klay Thompson in your backcourt. It's obvious Chris Paul is going to have to be with the second unit. I don't see them starting all three guys together. I don't see it. I don't know. The thing with Chris Paul, you know, with those other guys, Stephen Clay, you, you know, you have him run on ball screens and so forth. Chris Paul doesn't fit that mold. So your second unit is going to have to look very different than your first unit. So I'll be interested to see what Steve Kerr, the coach over there, does in terms of fitting Paul into that culture over there. And you know Chris Paul is a vocal leader there. They're thinking of bringing back a Draymond Green. And I'll talk about him in a minute. You're still going to have Draymond leading the way if he's still there. So, and then you have Chris Paul, who's a bit of a vocal leader himself. So, I'll be interested to see how that works. But, on the Washington end, they now form what could be a backcourt of the future with Titus Jones, who they got from Memphis, and with Jordan Poole. Now, Jordan Poole... You know, I heard Chris Broussard say you had to get rid of the stench of what happened between him and Draymond Green. And I definitely do agree with that. But in the same breath, the kid is 24 years old. He gave him the big contract. I understand a lot of people are saying the money changed him. So now he gets a bit of a fresh start in Washington. I expect the kid, if his head's on right, to bounce back and you got a solid backcourt over there with him and Jones so I just think Golden State really they could have held out for a better deal this is the best you can do a 38 year old point guard (sighs) that's that's tough that's that's not equal value that's for sure we'll see where it goes from there but again It's obvious Bob Myers would have never done this deal. He would have never done it. No way, no way. The man is too smart for that. He knows the value of a Jordan Poole, and he would have been able to maximize and get the best return back for the Golden State Warriors. So, I'll leave it there. So, that's your trade news, guys. Let's talk about players declining their player option. Draymond Green, who I just spoke about he declined his, so he is now a free agent. They're saying, for all intents and purposes, Golden State wants to bring him back. That's a priority. And then I heard Rob Parker say, you know, that maybe they should cut ties. They're romanticizing about the past and so forth. But that man was a leader in the locker room. It's hard to let a guy like that walk. You let him walk, and then what? Chris Paul, who's the sixth man, will become the leader now? How does that work? So I think it's incumbent upon Mike Dunleavy Jr. to bring back a Draymond Green. Work out a new deal. You got a bit of money freed up now. So bring him back. Even if you got to go over the cap, bring back a Draymond Green and then run it back and see what happens. But you need size. You definitely need size over there. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens with Golden State. Chris Middleton of the Milwaukee Bucks, he opts out, so he's a free agent now. He's a guy who, he had the injuries early, but as the season progressed, you saw him get back to being his old self, so I imagine he's going to command a lot on the market. Where he goes, I couldn't say off the top of my head, guys, but he's going to command attention, that's for sure. Bruce Brown, I mentioned him for the Denver Nuggets, the swing man there. I mentioned that he will opt out of his $6 million deal. He did so. He's going to definitely double, maybe triple that on the open market. Bruce Brown doing the prudent thing and opting out. And he'll get his money, that's for sure. The question is, does he go somewhere else and get the big payday? Or does he stay in that culture in Denver where he was a vital part of that and continue to build upon that excellence over there? So that's a big question. We'll see what happens there. There's a lot of teams out there, bad teams, that can throw money at him. Will he go that route, or does he stay with a winner? We'll see. And then Kyle Kuzma, he opted out as well. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's a guy who has the championship under his belt, so to speak, when he played with that bubble team, the L.A. Lakers. So he's a guy who he looks like a different player than you know his laker days that's for sure he's gotten more opportunity over there with the wizards and he's looked great so where he goes that's a big question as well so we'll see what happens with him players that you're still waiting to see if they'll opt out or not james Harden. things have gone kind of quiet in his camp as far as the opt-out is concerned so we'll see what happens there i imagine he will so we'll see and with the knicks josh hard They just extended his deadline, so now the drop-dead date is June 29th. So he has up until there. So I imagine that Leon Rose and his people are working behind the scenes trying to keep Josh Hart in New York. So we'll see what happens there. So that's your opt-out news, guys. Let us move on. Retirement. Lou Williams, the Lemon Pepper King. (laughs) Heh, heh, heh. He decided to retire, guys. He announced it via YouTube. He played 17 years in the league. Seven years with Philly. About three and a half with the Clippers. Three and a half with Atlanta. Twice, by the way, he played with Atlanta. A couple of seasons in LA. One with Toronto. And then about 23 games he played with the Houston Rockets. He was a second round pick. 45th overall for the Philadelphia 76ers. He was a guy who came straight out of high school guys. Came out of high school in Georgia. And was drafted. He's a three time. Sixth man of the year award winner. He played in over 1,100 games. Averaged nearly 14 points a game. 3.4 assists. A little over 2 rebounds. Shot it from the field. Nearly 42%. Over 35% from three and over 84% from the free throw line. So Lou Williams, a solid career, never made an all-star appearance, had years where he was right on the cusp, especially those Clipper years, but not quite there. But Lou Williams, definitely a guy who maximized his potential, that's for sure. And he retires so All the best to you, Lou Williams, as you retire. So, Moving on to more news. Michael Jordan to sell his majority stake with the Charlotte Hornets. And he's going to sell it to a group led by minority owner Gabe Plotkin and former Atlanta minority owner Rick Schnall. So this is going to end a 13-year run, guys, as the majority owner. This is his record in the 13 years, guys. 423 wins, 600 losses, guys. No playoff series wins. And they haven't been to the playoffs since the 2015-16 season. So, not a lot of success there, guys, that's for sure. He's going to have a minority share in the team, but he's just selling his majority share. So, he'll still be with the team, but not as the major owner there. It still needs the approval of the Board of Governors in order for the sale to go through. But, this deal, guys, could possibly net Jordan about $3 billion. When he bought his majority share, he bought it at over $200 million, so... You talk about getting a return on your investment. He's doing that. A lot of people speculate, oh, he's doing this because he's got a gambling debt, so forth. I don't know. That's rumor and innuendo, so I'm not even going to go there. But it does seem interesting that he would sell at this time. And then remember, too, in the NBA draft, his team fell short of getting the number one pick. And so they end up with the number two pick. If they got the number one pick, would he have sold the team? I doubt it, because your value would have went through the roof. So we'll see what what happens in this regard. But Michael Jordan, he's selling his majority share. And then the last bit of news, all of it is WNBA related. WNBA starters, the All-Star starters were named. In the front court, you have Aja Wilson, who will be a captain once again from the Las Vegas Aces. Brianna Stewart, she too, once again a captain. Of course, she's with the New York Liberty now. Neka Awumake from the Los Angeles Sparks. Then you have Sato Sabali from the Dallas Wings, who's having a fantastic year, and I think she's the odds-on favorite to be most improved player in the WNBA. She's playing that good, guys. Aaliyah Boston of the Indiana Fever, who's looking like the rookie of the year. She's been fantastic this year, guys. And then Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner of the Phoenix Mercury. She has been voted in, so you're going to have her at the festivities. So, of course, it'll be a love fest once again when it comes to Brittany Griner. I'm sure, you know, in her mind, she's thinking, you know, I'm a long way from where I was about a year ago, so it'll be a love fest, guys, so brace yourself for that. (laughs) And then the backcourt, you're going to have Chelsea Gray of the Las Vegas Aces. I was kind of on pins and needles as far as I hope she makes it in as a starter, and she does. Jackie Young, who's having a fantastic year, guys. Also from the Aces. Arika Angumbawale of the Dallas Wings, of course, she's in there. And Jewel Lloyd of the Seattle Storm, who's having a great year as well. So, that's your 10 starters, guys. Of course, the big questions are, where's Alyssa Thomas? And then Nafisha collier Of course, you imagine they will get in through the coaches as far as your bench players are concerned. So, no worries there. So, that's your All-Star starters for the All-Star game, which will be in a few weeks, in fact, in July. Then we have injury news. Brianna Jones of the Connecticut Sun out for the season. A ruptured Achilles, unfortunately. She had that late in the game versus the Seattle Storm on Tuesday, June 20th, so she's going to be out. Unfortunate, guys. She's a player who I thought was making the All-Star Game as the coaches voted her in. This is a tough blow for the Connecticut Sun, that's for sure. It's extremely hard to replace a Brianna Jones as well as she was playing, so bad news there. And Shakira Austin. She suffers a hip injury versus the New York Liberty, and this was on Sunday, June 25th, so we'll see what happens with her, whether it's a long-term injury or not, so uh, we'll see what the diagnosis is. Guys, if I'm Eva Team, and let's say Austin's out for a prolonged period of time, here's a name I would consider. Emma Misaman, who just recently was the MVP of the FIBA Euro Basketball Cup. She won it for the Belgian team. So she is someone who was, in fact, a free agent after her time with the Chicago Sky. So she's a player that's out there, well familiar with the Washington Mystics. So she would be a natural fit there also Connecticut Sun could use somebody like that that's for sure she would play a little different than Brianna Jones but she'll be a solid solid choice there and then another name Charlie Collier this is the former first round pick a few years back right now she was cut by the Dallas Wings so she's a player without a team guys she's a big You know, things didn't work out for her in Dallas, but maybe she needs a change of scenery. Who knows? But this is a big that's out there. If you need somebody, hey, you can roll the dice and see. Maybe you'll catch lightning in the bottle. So those are two names out there to consider. Of course, you can throw out a Tina Charles. She's out there as well. So if you need to fill in as far as Connecticut. Will they revisit having a Tina Charles there? I don't see why not former UConn Husky so it'll be a natural fit in that regard it's a new coaching staff so yeah hey why not so you're gonna need someone there and the team was doing so well so she was be somebody who can pretty much fit in seamlessly so we'll see what Connecticut Sun does from here so those are your injury news for the WNBA and then lastly Vanessa Nygaard out as the head coach of the Phoenix Mercury after going two and ten this season. Now this year with BG back for the Mercury, you would figure the team would look a lot better. But Vanessa Nygaard, somebody who had the public view with Skylar Diggins Smith, they don't look really good this year. I thought they would be better. I thought they would be at least sniffing playoff contention but that's not even the case guys so Vanessa Nygaard out assistant coach Nikki Blue filling in for her so we'll see if that kind of turns the mercury around that's your news guys that is it so the next time you hear from me NBA draft we'll talk NBA draft we'll talk about it from head to toe we'll see who went where, who did what, and so forth. All right, guys. As always, you know how to find me, allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. Of course, YouTube, I'm there. All your platforms, social media, you'll see me. All right, so thanks for listening once again, guys, and we'll be talking soon. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www allthingsbasketballwithgd.com You can also email me at gd at gmail.com To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal and that email is gd at gmail.com Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and fan base so once again i thank you for listening and supporting this podcast and take care and be safe